This is Reject Modernity, Embrace Masculinity, episode number one, with me, your host, Nate. Today, we are going to be talking about the lies society tells us about what a man should be these days. And these days, a man who's supposed to be nothing but a resource for a woman to take advantage of and to extract. Which was so eloquently put by Fresh and Fit. If you don't know Fresh and Fit, they have a podcast on YouTube and they got, they went viral uh, after posting some stuff on TikTok and they got a lot of hate for it. They still get a lot of hate, but they continue to become more popular and their podcast continues to get more views. Uh, also, Andrew Tate talks about this. If you don't know Andrew Tate, he has a podcast called Tate Speech. He runs several businesses, and he's very successful, and he's also kind of calls himself a dating guru, but he's more of like a uh, just a very fit, um, alpha, aggressive kind of guy, kind of an old-school man, which I respect. I have a lot of respect for him and also Fresh and Fit and... Today, I'm going to be talking about, um, well, for one, I'm going to be talking about Fight Club and some lessons from that movie about masculinity and how to not be basically just a weak loser. Um, You know, there's so many things in Fight Club that I could get into. There's also some other stuff I like to talk about, um, like MMA, for example. I just started jiu-jitsu literally last week. My, I learned a couple things from my friend that he taught me, showed me a few moves, and then I actually went to a jiu-jitsu class last week, and I love it. And now I'm going to be going three days this week, and that we'll be going three days a week for at least the next few months to see how it goes. And, uh highly suggest trying any kind of martial arts and getting committed to something like that because it's something that is missing from a lot of men's lives is fighting, basically controlled fighting where you can get out your aggression, you can learn, you can become more disciplined. MMA is all about discipline. That's what I like about it. It's all about discipline, structure, and technique things that matter in your everyday life that are all the skills you learn doing MMA will definitely transfer to your everyday life and help you be successful at whatever you're doing Um, also I do want to talk about conspiracies on this show it's not going to be a big part of the show it's just something I'm interested in and I like to tell people what I think is going on what I think is the truth now it may not be 100% true may not be able to prove it a lot of these things but I think you know I think people need to hear different perspective on things that are happening that that I think aren't by accident that are by design and a lot of these things you can actually look them up on the internet and you can confirm them you can see that Uh, There's a lot of things happening that are happening for a reason. 
that will not be uh, disclosed by the people that are doing these things, like the World Economic Forum, Council on Foreign Relations, basically any of these bureaucratic uh, bodies that are unelected, like the Bilderberg Group is another example. Um, anyway, there's, there's plenty of other um, players um, in these conspiracies that are, that are being committed against us. But uh, anyway, let's get into Fight Club. Let's talk about how Fight Club is really, really good. It's a very deep movie. It's also very important, a very important movie and a great book. I've never read the book, but I've heard Chuck Palahniuk, the author, talk about Fight Club, the book that he wrote on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, which was a great episode. Highly recommend you check that out. But anyway, the movie, if you don't know what it's about, which you might be living under a rock if you don't know what it's about, but it's basically about a guy who he's very bored with his life. He can't sleep. He's depressed. Basically every day for him is the same over and over again, and he can't seem to get out of his rut. And then he meets a guy in an airplane named Tyler Durden, who basically seems like he is good at everything. Tyler's good at everything that the main character himself is not good at. He's very uh, charismatic. He's in really good shape. He has an interesting fashion sense, and he doesn't care about materialistic things or, you know, his furniture, what his apartment looks like. He, he really only cares about being happy and finding purpose. And the main character who is played by Edward Norton and Tyler Durden, who is played by Brad Pitt, basically Tyler introduces him to uh, fighting. He, he had never been in a fight before, and Tyler tells him to hit him, and they, they uh, end up really liking it, hitting it off, and they end up starting an underground fight club where men fight each other until someone decides to stop the fight. And there are basically no rules for the fighting. There's really only rules to keep the organization, this underground fight club, um, a secret. And to only let in people who the guys that are in fight club already think should join and won't tell anyone, basically. And also carry out any orders given out by Tyler, which is basically, he's basically the supreme leader of this club. He's basically a borderline cult leader by the end of the movie. And, yeah, which is interesting because I think Fight Club doesn't just talk about masculinity and um, that you're not special and that nobody is going to save you and no one is going to care about your possessions, especially when you die. No one, no one really cares about that. That's very surface level. It's superficial. It's something people only care about because they think other people care about it. They want to make an impression on people. They want to impress people, right? They want people to think they're important. They want to feel important. 
But in actuality, you know, Fight Club totally debunks this idea that people need, that, that any kind of things will make, especially a man, make a man happy. Because men are not measured based on, you know, their possessions. They're usually measured based on in their life. I'm saying when a man dies, he's usually measured by how he impacted his, you know, family, friends, community, what kind of value did he bring to the world? Did he make the world better? Did he make the people around him better, right? Did he, did he make himself better? Did he make anything better? That's really what a, a guy is judged on when he dies, right? All the people that men look up to in history are some are conquerors, some are athletes, uh, some are just celebrities or just men who achieved a lot in their lives and, you know, they didn't get there because of what car they drove or what house they had or what furniture they had or what other stupid things they thought would make them happy. What nice watches, expensive designer clothes all these other things, right, that are just possessions. They don't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things, right? So, anyway, Fight Club, at its core, totally destroys the idea that anything will make someone happy. Maybe buying a new thing can make you happy for a few days, right, because of the novelty, right, and then after a few days it wears off, and basically you're like, well, I'm stuck with this thing, I don't know if I like it or not, it's just kind of something that you end up having, and it might just take up space, you know, if it's like clothing or something that takes up space in your, in your, in your residence, it's just going to take up space, it's not going to add any value, it's just going to create more clutter, and, and eventually you're going to have so much clutter they're not going to know what to do, and it's also going to affect your mind, you know, uh, feng shui, you know, keeping your place clean, not having clutter, not having extra stuff, really helps with your mental state, really helps with decluttering your mind as well, because when you walk into where you live and you see stuff everywhere, your mind is going to be affected by that. You're going to be distracted. You're going to be nervous about all your stuff lying around. You're not going to know what to do with it. You're not going to be able to focus on the things you need to get done. You're also going to be distracted because, you know, you're going to be seeing them all, seeing your stuff lying around all the time. So one of the things that I talk about with other people a lot, and one of the things I really recommend people do is purge all your extra stuff that you don't need, just get rid of it. Take it to Goodwill, do whatever you gotta do with it, throw it away, give it to charity, donate it, whatever you gotta do, right? Just get rid of it. Become a minimalist. Live a minimalist lifestyle. Don't have a bunch of possessions that you don't need. Stop chasing that fancy car, you know, fancy clothes, fancy house, Get things that you need, all right? You should be able to cook. You should be able to clean. You should be able to eat healthy food. 
that you cook, right? These are things you need to be doing, not just things you want to be doing. Although things you want to do are important. You should, you should live a life where you can do what you want to do, but don't settle for a job that you hate to pay for things you don't need. As Tyler Durden said in Fight Club, he said, we work jobs we hate to buy shit we don't need. It's, it's a simple concept, but I think a lot of people still overlook this. They want that high-powered job. They want that high-paying job to pay for their lifestyle. But you can live a great lifestyle without a lot of money. You know, I've done it myself. I've made minimum wage. I've made just over minimum wage for almost every job that I've had. I still manage to have a lot of fun, have a great time, and, and experience life because life can be experienced you can live a full life on $40,000 a year in the United States. You really can in most places. Now, granted, where I live, Marin County, California, okay, it's one of the wealthiest counties in the U.S. $40,000 a year does not get you very far here, especially after taxes, all right? You're not netting much. But I'm young still. I'm 21, so... For the past few years, a good amount of the time, I wasn't paying rent, but I was still working, you know, while I was in school or during the summer, whatever the case may be, right? And I was able to save some money, I was able to travel, I was able to do some really fun things. I played a lot of golf. Um, in fact, I didn't even have a car when I first started playing golf, but I still found a way to get to golf courses and play three, four days a week which ended up costing me pretty much all my money between taking the bus, taking Ubers, you know, to get to golf courses because my parents wouldn't drive me around. They wanted me to figure it out myself, which was a good, which was a good thing because it taught me to um, respect the value of money and a car and things that aren't necessities anymore because we have transportation systems, we have... You know, we have Uber, we have all these ways to get around now that you need to have your own car necessarily if you live in an area where you can have access to these things, right? And so I'd go to a lot of these places to play golf kind of far away, and I'd have some adventures. I'd go through some some nice places, some not-so-nice uh, places on my way to get there, and I'd always meet interesting people, especially when I took the bus or BART, which is Bay Area Rapid Transit, which is a subway system in the Bay Area that goes from San Francisco to the East Bay is the system. And it basically takes, can take, you can go from San Francisco to the East Bay or the other way around. And yeah, anytime I took public transportation, I'd always meet interesting people. I'd always, you know, not always, but sometimes I'd strike up conversations and I ended up maybe becoming kind of friends with someone or, you know, learning something new or anything, you know. I think it's important to <clears throat> talk to strangers, you know, because you never know who uh, would appreciate it, who would, who day you would make by talking to them or who could provide you with some useful information or just is just an interesting person, you know, because there's plenty of interesting people that just ride the bus because, you know, it's, it's public transportation. There's a bunch of people that ride the bus and, and eventually you're going to run into somebody who's interesting if you try to talk to people right if you're nice to people and you know being friendly to people 
is uh, really a great way to meet people, make connections professionally, and, you know, other reasons. You know, I'll give you an example. I mean, I wasn't riding the bus, but it's a good example of just going up to a stranger and talking to them, right? So I was in Las Vegas. I was living in Las Vegas from May this year to uh, the end of July. And about a week before I left, I was hanging out at the Wynn and the Encore. And I go to one of the bars, and I start talking to this guy who... Seems interesting. He's uh, he's in very good shape. He looks like he's got money. So I just strike up a conversation with him. And it turns out that he's a property manager for a large company that manages a lot of um, units, a lot of apartments. And, you know, he's in the real estate industry, which is an industry I want to get into, right? So I got his contact info. We exchanged numbers. We had a drink together. We had a good time. We were even going to go out, but I didn't end up meeting him, so till pretty late so we didn't have time to go out um, clubbing at uh, excess which is at encore one of the clubs there i've been to encore beach club a bunch of times not excess but anyway we were going to go to excess together and have some fun but uh that didn't end up happening we just ended up talking for a while and then we both went back to our our hotel rooms and yeah so i've met people that way numerous times i've made i've met a couple people that I wanted to make professional connections with or just seemed interesting. And so this is the value of talking to strangers and meeting new people. And, you know, once you're not afraid of doing that, you'll you'll grow as a person. You'll improve your communication skills. You'll meet interesting people. You'll meet people who can help advance your career, give you some, you know, career advice, maybe advice on starting your own business if that's what you want to do. And, you know, just that stuff in general. Like, another example, one of my now best friends I met while I was at the beach, I was reading my book. He came up to me and he said, you know, wow, I didn't uh, think there were other guys my age that would be into reading and be reading on the beach. And I was like, yeah, um, I do this all the time. We became friends. He gave me a ride home. And we've been friends ever since. And I uh, do MMA with him. Uh, jiu-jitsu. I haven't started doing Muay Thai yet, which is what he also does, but I can't do two classes in a row right now. Um, I'm not in good enough shape to do that yet, although I'm trying to really get in shape. I've been working out a lot. I've been doing plenty of bike riding, so plenty of cardio, weightlifting, that kind of thing. So I've been doing a little bit of everything, right? Really trying to get in shape. And anyway, so this is just a these are just all examples of how you can meet people that can benefit you and add value to your life, especially men. You know, men that you can uh, look up to, men that you admire, that you want to uh, be like, that you want to aspire to be like one day, right? Like both of these guys I just mentioned. So, step one, all right, is... How do you start, right? Where do you start? Well, first of all, if you're not already going to the gym, you need to start going to the gym. That's step one, okay? Before you start any martial arts or anything like that, you need to start doing strength training. You need to start lifting heavy things, pushing some weight, right? This is going to help build your confidence. It's also going to boost your testosterone levels, 
all right? It's going to help you in many different ways, not just looking better, but feeling better, more confidence around women, more confidence in other aspects of your life, like your career and, you know, school, whatever the case may be. It's just going to help you, and it's going to help your mental health. So you need to start hitting the gym, all right? You need to do consistent cardio, something that gets your heart rate up, all right? Get a bike, you know, start running. Uh, you know, you could uh, find a trail you can run on, which is what I would recommend. Something that's not going to be hard on your body, hard on your knees, right? Get some proper running shoes and start running. If you can't afford to buy like a mountain bike or something, some kind of bike that you can ride, okay? You need to do some cardio that you might actually enjoy doing. We can be out in nature where you can be outside. You know, stop using the treadmill. That's what you do. Get off the treadmill, okay? Get on a bike or run on a trail. You know, you can mountain bike, you can ride, you can run on trails, you can walk on trails. Whatever you can do to get your heart rate up, any kind of cardio, doesn't have to be intense, all right? Because I don't know if you're in good shape or not, right? I don't know what your starting point is. But you need to be hitting the gym because anyone can hit the gym, right? That's step one. Step two, okay, is you need to figure out what your purpose is. You need to figure out what makes you get out of bed every morning, what gets you motivated, what are you working towards, right? What is your dream for your life? If you woke up tomorrow and you could live the life that you wanted, what would that look like? That's one of the exercises that I've done and that I've written down in my journal, okay? Another thing you need to, step three, is you need to regiment your day. You need to schedule out your day. You need to put tasks that you need to be doing. You need to write them down because it helps you remember them, okay? You need to write them down. You need to have reminders for yourself, okay? Maybe put them on your phone. You set an alarm, whatever you have to do. Just start writing what you're going to do every single day or at least have a planner or some kind of... Uh, you know, board or paper where you can write down things that you need to do. You know, this was extremely helpful for me last in my last semester of school where I would have sticky notes, post-it notes of assignments that I have to do for each of my classes and I'd stick them on poster board. And I'd have th two sections for each of my real estate classes that I was taking. I'd have two sections, one for each class, and I'd put a post-it under each class for each homework assignment that I had to do. And that helped me remind me to do them because I, I do forget to do things sometimes. I have ADHD, so reminders are great for getting things done. And it, what was satisfying about it was I could take the post-it off the poster board, I could crumple it up, throw it away because I got it everything that I needed to get done, done. It's very satisfying. And it's a tactile thing, you know, when you can... Um, grab something when you can feel something right you can you can touch something after you've you know um, gotten done when you need to get done you could after throwing that thing away it's satisfying you could you know pat yourself on the back reward yourself for getting stuff done and if you don't want to do it in that kind of way you know just use a daily planner or just literally write down on a piece of paper or in a notebook, the things you have to get done today. Literally, you could do it after you wake up. It doesn't even have to be done 
the day before. Just do it at some point during the day before you've got everything you need to get done done. And I guarantee you that this will help you get things done faster because if you see it written down, it'll help you compartmentalize it, okay, and do each thing one step at a time instead of being overwhelmed because you've got all these things in your head that you have to do but you haven't done yet and you don't have a, you know, plan, you don't have a system for getting those things done. All right? And step four is you need to work on your spirituality. You need to work on your inner self, all right? Help with your subconscious mind and thoughts. Racing, what do you got? You get racing thoughts, or you get anxious, you get nervous, you don't sleep the best, you know, you are stressed out. You need to work on your spiritual life, and you need to become introspective. You need to start meditating or whatever it is like that you need to do. Breathing exercises are great. Meditating is great. Um, yoga, you know, things like that, things that can relax you, help you so that you don't you aren't stressed out all the time because stress is one of the main causes of diseases now if you sound out the word disease dis-ease means you are not at ease you are stressed out you know you're worried about something you can't get rid of that feeling right so to help with that you, you just need to start practicing meditation or yoga or just something that relaxes you watch a movie read a book listen to a podcast you know as long as it's something stimulating something that's makes you think right that's relaxing that's great you know i myself listen to a lot of podcasts that's how i learn a lot of different things you know i listen to podcasts about money listen to podcasts about dating uh you know conspiracy theories comedy you know it doesn't have to be something super serious you know Although a lot of the times it should it should be you should find something that is gonna help you learn something or you know improve a skill or just overall make your life better right make you laugh anything that makes your life better makes you laugh I think is a good thing to be doing right because you need to be happy you need to you know experience things that make you laugh and and that make you smile to make you happy that's what life's all about right we all the happy great experiences that we have you know but there's going to be some bad times you know i've struggled a lot i've gone through a lot of shit even though i'm only 21 years old i've lived a lot of life um even though i'm only 21 years old and uh let me tell you you know it doesn't get easier overnight especially when you're dealing with serious mental health issues like I have been, you know? And I highly recommend, if you haven't already, you know, going to therapy or, you know, seeing if you have any kind of mental problems that are undiagnosed because you've been having the same issues over and over again. Maybe you're very forgetful. Maybe you have mood swings or you're just, you, you're just never on the same level in terms of energy and, uh, you know, just you're up and down with energy or you're up and down with your focus or you're up and down with just anything, 
right? If you're not having consistency in your life and you're doing everything you can to achieve that, then maybe you have some kind of mental health issue you don't know about and you should go get diagnosed for that. Or you search, seek out a diagnosis, see if there's anything wrong with you. It could be there's nothing wrong with you, but it's worth looking into. It's worth checking up on yourself, doing some self-care, you know, some self-reflection to see if maybe there is something you need treatment for, something you really need help with, or something you need to go to therapy for, you know. I think therapy is good for almost everybody, you know. I don't care how proud you are, how strong you think you are, how much you you think that you can get through life by yourself. It takes a village, right? It takes a group of people that support you it really does to be successful, to get somewhere in life and to be happy and be at peace and not be, uh, you know, living a life where you're having a ton of up and downs and you're not having stability. You need to achieve stability and consistency, right? That's the next step. Stability and consistency, very much key to being happy and also because... If things become more predictable for you, you you can control the outcome more and you can be more successful with those outcomes, right? But you need to stop thinking about the outcome so much. Think about the process of how you get there and how you can improve on your process. Because if you can do that, right, then you can effectively change the outcome to something you like better. Now, the last and final step, okay, to getting your life on track, getting where you want to go, is set some goals for yourself. This should be pretty obvious, but some people don't really do this. You know, get some goals down on paper, some achievable goals, right? My mom calls them SMART goals, which she learned from when she worked at the Marriott. SMART is an acronym for... Um, I forget what the S and M stand for, but the A stands for achievable, the R stands for realistic, and the T stands for, I think, time-specific or time-sensitive, right? So you need to set goals that you can achieve in a certain amount of time that are realistic. You know, you can even set long-term goals. But for now, focus on some short-term goals that can help you get towards your long-term goal or any other things you want to do in your life, right? Could be as simple as Find a girlfriend, go on a date, um, go to the gym more often, right? Something easy, also something you can quantify, right? Something you can put a number next to or something that you can check off because you can't have a vague goal. If you have a vague goal, it's not going to make it very achievable and you're also going to question whether you have achieved that goal because it's subjective, okay? No subjective goals. Have goals that are concrete and simple. That's what's worked for me. It's helped me a lot. I've gotten, I've came a long way from where I was 18 months ago. Okay, 18 months ago, I had just dropped out of school. I was going to a golf college. I wanted to be a teaching pro at golf. I wanted to teach people how to play golf, right? But I didn't really see myself doing that career in the long run, eventually. And it didn't, it wasn't a strong enough desire for me. I ended up dropping out. I 
I had terrible grades my second semester of school. My first semester, I did just fine. You know, had some A's, had some B's. Things were going good. But my second semester of doing online school, and I just couldn't take it anymore, along with I was depressed for a couple months. I was basically a shut-in 18 months ago. Wasn't going to school, wasn't doing my work. I was basically doing nothing, being lazy, right? Which made me depressed and very anxious because that time I was still struggling a lot with social anxiety. I'm not struggling with it as much anymore. In fact, I feel like I've almost overcame it completely. And um, my ADHD was flaring up. I was forgetful. I was having episodes of mania, I believe. So I, I, it's possible that I have bipolar two. I'm in the process of getting a diagnosis right now that's gonna determine whether or not that's true. There's just a lot of things going on in my life. A lot of things that I couldn't make sense of. I couldn't explain why I wasn't going to school, why I was doing nothing. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out if it was because I was depressed or there's something else wrong with me. So I dropped out of school, started over, started fresh. I went to a mental health treatment center called Mission for Michael, uh, which they have houses in um, Dana Point and San Clemente for you know, sober living slash uh, mental health rehabilitation, right? That's basically what I was there for, mental health reasons. But I was living with some with people that were trying to get clean, you know, stay sober. And just hearing their stories, comparing them to my own, I realized that I wasn't in that bad of a place. I just needed direction. I needed strategies to cope with what I was dealing with. I needed probably new treatment methods, right? After that, actually about a year after that almost, I uh, did something called Young Men's Ultimate Weekend last September 2021 when I was 20 years old. And it changed my life. It was, the whole point of this, it was basically a camp, was uh, a rite of passage for men, which is lacking in today's world. Which is basically something that, a young man does to become a man, to basically give him the confidence and give him the tools he needs to do what a man should do, which is be independent, stop living with your parents, stop depending on other people to solve your problems, basically to do things yourself, become self-reliant. That is the whole idea. And so we learn skills through this over this weekend at this camp about how to be a man and how to <clears throat> live our lives, how to conduct ourselves, how to do these important things, right? And I learned a lot. And by the end of the weekend, I felt like a man. I felt like I knew where I was going. I felt like I was confident and that I could, you know, become what I wanted to become, which is huge, you know? It really helped with my mental state, my mostly my confidence, my focus and, and my drive to achieve things, right, gone went way up after doing this, right? And I think a lot of the guys that I did this with felt the same way. And, you know, I highly suggest you find something like that, whether it's a camp or some kind of program or something that you can join that teaches you skills to become a man and you stop depending on other people and you know, get yours 
you know, make your own destiny, blaze your own trail, right? Start your own pirate ship is another way to put it, right? Become the captain of your own ship is a good way of putting it, right? Basically taking control of your life, stop letting other people dictate your life, what is good for you, what's not good for you, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. You need to stop that, right? Especially do not let a woman control you in any way. Do not let a woman manipulate you. Do not let a woman tell you what you should or shouldn't be doing. You need to be figuring that out yourself. You need to be doing it yourself before you even think about hanging around women and and dating. You need to figure out your life first. That's what I've always told myself. That's what I've continued to do. And it's really worked out for me. I'm on a path to success. You know, I don't need a college degree to be successful at what I want to do. And I'm like 70% of the way to getting my real estate license, which is what I want to do. I want to do real estate. I want to be an appraiser. Already 70% of the way there without a degree, without student loans. I have no debt. Okay. Which is huge, right? A lot of people struggle with student loan debt. A lot of people, they go to college, they don't know what they want to do, and they get into all this debt. It's, it's really terrible, right? So what you need to do is you need to live some life. Get some experience under your belt after you graduate high school, before you go to college, before you decide to jump into anything so you can figure out what you want to do with your life. Do some traveling. Do some self-reflection. You know, Do some things you're not used to doing, get out of your comfort zone. If you do those things, you'll probably figure out what it is that you want to do. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. It took me a couple years. I did a gap year. I went to school, still wasn't completely sure what I wanted to do. And then about six months after that, I finally figured it out. But it takes time. But as long as you commit to something, if you can commit to something, you can be consistent, continue to do it day after day after day. You will be successful at it. You will figure out what you want to do. And things will start going well for you. You will start succeeding. You'll start living the life you want to live. Okay. Now, let's talk about how Fight Club, the lessons in Fight Club, and what Fight Club is really, really about in terms of, you know, self-improvement for men and becoming what we want to be, right? The first thing is women. Tyler Durden, he is not a big fan of women. He talks about the movie, how, uh, you know, at the time this movie was made, he talks about our generation is raised by women, not men, right? No man around, or no man being a disciplinarian teaching you how to be a man, right? And that, and what he said was, I'm not sure we really need more women, in our lives. I'm not really sure we need women to help us, right? Which is a really important point, which basically is reinforcing what I said before, which is you need to figure out your life before you start dating, before you start getting involved with women, because women, they can tell whether you're confident in yourself. They can, can, they can tell whether you're happy with your life and whether you're, you know, going where you want to go, whether you're actually achieving things, right? They can tell. They're, women are biologically wired to pick the best man they can get. This is the concept of hypergamy, which Fresh and Fit talk about a lot. They're going to go for the best man they can get. Okay, the best man means 
the wealthiest man they can, the wealth, a combination of the wealthiest man they can get, most in shape man they can get, most driven, motivated man they can get, right? That they can have a relationship with, right? That they can have something long term with them, right? So you need to keep this in mind when you start dating because when you're young these days, you know, you're not very attractive to young women. Women peak, women are at their peaks um, physically from about age 18 to 24. This is their peak, right? Then they start going downhill physically, right? And they can only have children until they're about 40. Okay, so once they're 30, once they're in their 30s, they start um, getting very, very... Um, nervous about not having kids yet. They really want to have kids. They really want to get started with that. So as a young man, you need to take this into consideration, okay? You need to know that women peak in their early, early 20s, and it only goes downhill from there. Now, on the flip side, men usually peak in their 30s, maybe even 40s, okay? Depending on if you still have like a high testosterone level, high enough, you know, you're in good shape, you make a lot of money, you progress in your career, right? Because men need more time to progress in their careers. You know, men really only start being successful when they hit their 30s usually. So a man peaks in terms of his sexual value, usually his mid to late 30s, you know? And that's, that, that's a bit subjective, but it's like an average, okay? If you take, you know, a woman's ideal man, which is he makes six figures a year, right? He's under like 40 or 50, right? Maybe he's a certain height, certain weight, but that doesn't really matter. What matters is six figures under 40 or 50. That's usually the, a lot of these women, those are usually their only parameters for man they want to have a long-term relationship with. They don't want, they don't need a 21-year-old for a long-term relationship. That's not going to work. You need an older guy who's successful, who's got a stable income, whatever the case may be. Basically, he's got money coming in constantly. He's consistent. He's in good shape. He makes good money, right? That's really the barometer that women are looking for, right? That women are using subconsciously, right? Now, they want a woman, they, I'm sorry, if a woman wants a man who's six feet tall and makes six figures and is under 40, the odds of that are very low. In fact, that's about, that's less than 1% of men, right? It's a small amount of people who hit all those numbers, right? My dad is one of them. He is 52, which... Uh, was factored in when uh, we calculated how rare of a man he is, but he's six foot two, he makes $180,000 a year, he's 52 years old, and for someone at his level, in terms of his attributes, he's in a group of less than 1% of men. That's why he's had consistent long-term relationships with women and he's, and he's done pretty well with them. He's had kids with the two of them, all right? So he must know what he's doing. And he, he's, like I said, he's in this small group of men. He's in this group. But most men aren't. I'm not in that group, okay? I am young. I have youth on my side. 
so I've got time to figure my shit out, you know, but it takes time. Dating is hard, especially these days with dating apps and social media and all these things where instant gratification is favored, right? And woman has more choices than ever before. And the woman ultimately is the one who makes the choice on who she's going to be involved with, right? With dating and all these other things, right? So you need to get used to being rejected. You need to, use to, be, you need to get used to hearing the word no, Okay can't get your way all the time it's also important in sales which is what my new job is it's all about sales it's all about can you sell something can you sell yourself are you can you hear the word no and keep going does it dissuade you does it discourage you hearing no a lot because in dating in sales in life in general you're going to hear the word no a lot with things that you are trying to do people are going to doubt you people are going to try to prevent you from achieving your goals in one way or another. But if you get used to hearing the word no, it doesn't affect you anymore, then you just keep going. You know, even if, even if whether you're dating, whether you're in sales, whether you're, whatever career you're doing is, you hear the word no a lot and you have to perform. Even if you, if you can be successful one out of 10 times, that's something, especially with women. I think being successful with one out of 10 women is pretty good. Especially these days when there's so many options for men too. You can get one out of ten girls you see on Tinder that you like, or in real life, you're gonna do you're gonna do well, right? In sales, if you sell one out of ten um, times that you try to sell something, you know, if you try that 30, 40 times, you're gonna get three or four sales. You can do that in one day. And you're probably gonna be doing pretty good. So a 10% rate of success is actually not bad. It's a good place to start, right? Especially with women. Now, most of the time, that's not really the place you start at. More like 5%, I would say. Probably one out of 20 women will want to do anything with you, even meet you in person, because a lot of, let's be honest, a lot of the time we use dating apps. We don't approach women, but you need to start approaching women too, which is something I do on a weekly basis, I want to start doing it on a daily basis. At one point I was, but it's tougher where I live because there's a lot of either underage women or women that are just too old, right? They have, their, they have kids that, you know, they're just old. And I'm not trying to date them, right? So you got to start approaching women just when you're out doing things, when you're at the grocery store, when you're at the gym, when you're anywhere. You know, start approaching women. You're going to get rejected. I guarantee it. And you should. If you get a yes the first time you approach a girl, you're probably doing something wrong. Or you're just extremely lucky. But I almost guarantee you that's not going to happen. You're going to hear no probably at least five times before you hear a yes. Especially cold approaching women, right? Just approaching women out of the blue randomly, right? Because they don't know you. They don't know your intentions. They don't know anything about you. But if you're meeting them in person... You can give off an energy. You can give off a vibe. You can, you know, you can affect things more in person than you can over texting, right? Over Tinder, whatever dating app you use, right? It makes an impression. You can make an actual impression that a girl will remember because you met them in person, right? In fact, a lot of successful relationships, even still, 
start by just meeting somewhere randomly, right? Striking up a conversation, wanting to learn more about them, ask them questions, right? Anything that you can do to stimulate a conversation, to learn more about that person, to, to seem interested, right, is huge. It You're going to be remembered a lot more by doing that than you are by swiping right, okay? This is something you need to take into consideration because let me tell you, even me, I do pretty good on dating apps. I get a good amount of matches, right? I get a, at least like three or four matches a day. And I also approach women um, almost daily. You know, even me, I get a lot of rejections, especially on dating apps. But if you approach women, you go up to them, right, on the street, outside, you know, in any of these places I talked about before, you eventually will get a yes, all right, to anything. Could be coffee, could be, you know, something simple. Could be, let's go hang out at the park, let's have a picnic, let's do something that doesn't require a lot of investment from you, right, in terms of money, but that you're gonna have to talk to them, you're gonna have to learn something about them, right? So this is what you need to start doing. And overall, just have as many methods of you can of meeting women as you can. Use dating apps, go up to women, you know, just have as many different options as you can so that you're not stuck with just the possibility of one and then settling. You don't want to be settling. Now, I'm not saying you're settling if you only have one option, if it's a good option, but they also don't have anything to fall back on. You need to have backups, right? Because here's something a lot of men don't realize until it actually happens to them, right? All the time when you set something up to do something with a woman, a lot sometimes they won't even show up. So even if you've got a date set up or some kind of meeting set up, time to meet, place. There will be times where they don't even show up. You get stood up. You didn't have a plan B. So you have nothing to fall back on and now you're back at square one and you're, you're really feeling bad about yourself. You feel bad, right? You don't want that to happen. So you need to give yourself options with women especially, okay? Now, now that we've discussed all of this, Let's get into some fitness stuff, right? More fitness stuff. Um, so if you started hitting the gym, right, you should start seeing some results if you've never been. Maybe you can get a personal trainer. You can start a new program, new, new workout program, right? Just change it up, right? If you keep changing it up, you'll keep seeing results. But if you keep doing the same routine over and over again, your body's gonna adapt and it's not gonna respond to that anymore, right? Any kind of training that you do. So keep that in mind, all right? Also, like I said, you should start doing martial arts. You need to start doing some kind of fighting, some kind of combat skill that's gonna build your discipline, your confidence, and it's going to help you in your everyday life and can come in handy in case you're in a bad situation because eventually bad situations do come up, especially if you go out at night. There's always going to be people that are going to be loud. They're going to be drunk. They're going to be, you know, aggressive towards you sometimes. So you need to be able to handle that. 
if they try to start something with you, they try to fight you, they try to, you know, talk shit to you, whatever. You gotta be able to combat these things. But mostly it's about, you know, for your everyday life, discipline, and just, you know, being proud of yourself. You know, it's such a good feeling to learn how to defend yourself, how to fight. It really builds your confidence. It really helps you with everything and helps you achieve your potential in whatever it is you're doing. Because you're working towards something, you know? If it's jujitsu, you know, you're working towards a belt. Same thing for karate and a lot of other martial arts. You're working towards a belt, you're working towards maybe you want to do a tournament, you want to do an amateur fight, you know, whatever it is, whatever you're working towards, right? In that thing, in that skill. There's always something that you can measure yourself by. So, anyway, I hope you've found these things useful, and I hope that you become a little bit better every day. Now, here's the main thing. If you can just improve a little bit every day, that's success. Because success does not, does not happen overnight. Just improve a little bit every day, and I promise you, you're gonna start seeing results, and your, your life's gonna be completely different in like three months. If you could be consistent for three months doing these things, your life's gonna be completely different. It's gonna be so much better. Now, again, we went through the steps. We went through the steps of how to start achieving the things you wanna achieve, start doing the things you wanna do. And we, we talked about fitness, we talked about fight club, we talked about discipline, talked about consistency, all right? And yeah, so anyway, Thank you for listening to episode one of the Reject Modernity, Embrace Masculinity podcast. And uh, you will hear from me again soon. Not exactly sure when. It's possible my friend is going to be joining who got me into MMA. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of interesting things to say. In fact, he uh, wants to do an amateur fight. Uh, I think jujitsu. So he's very passionate about it. He's very fit, he's very smart, he's very business savvy, he's very smart with his money, so he can add a lot of value to the podcast in terms of, um, you know, insights and stuff to know about money, how to make more money, how to invest, how to start your own business, he does have his own business, so he can talk about that, but anyway, that's going to be it, and thank you so much for listening.